Francis. It's uh, Francis Brandley up in uh, Northland. Uh, kia ora. Oh, <laughs> Coming to you live for an effect from Kataya. Yeah, up in here in Kaipaya. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah. It's 20,000 degrees <laughs> and it's raining. <laughs> Beautiful time to go to Ahipara. Go have a somfano. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Welcome back to the show. Um, we quite often talk about learning Tereo, and we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, some online resources and stuff like that. Um, but there's some wicked, awesome, great, um, free courses to do by correspondence. Um, and, and these courses, um, are equipped to give you some really awesome resources and some great support, uh, in your journey, um, to learn Tereo. Mm. Um, I guess for the one thing, if you do desire to learn te reo Māori, um, there, there isn't a financial barrier. Um, that has been knocked down and there's awesome institutions such as Te Wānanga or Aotearoa, which you can check up online. Um, there's also, so there's Te Wānanga or Aotearoa, Te Wānanga or Raukawa, and Te Wānanga or Te Awanui so Awanui Arangi, Raukawa and Aotearoa and if you go online you can register it's completely free and not only is it free it's pretty much like they're paying you to learn Te because mm. they'll give you free dictionaries um, send you free resources uh, I'm not sure if this always happens but some people even come to your house and talk you through the mahi the work that you've been doing mm-hmm. so very much involved, engaged, interactive um, very supportive of if you wanted to learn te reo, very supportive environment. Yeah. And this is kind of, I mean, this is learning te reo, so it's not like you're doing, uh, trying to get points for a degree. So you could do it at your pace. You don't have to do it within a set amount of time. Do you know? I would, well, I, that's what I would imagine. You can, I mean, the, in terms of like the heaviness, it's not like a, a full-on university course with all these massive assignments. There are, mm. there are assignments where you might have to write about, say, someone in your whānau. Um, or you know, do some activities, but they'll send you resources books, and it'll all be there. You know, yeah. it's um, as long as you've got a bit of time. You know, you might not be money rich, but as long as you've got a few spare um, hours, mm. uh, then you know you can do that in your own time, like after work or school or whatever. It's yeah, very, it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid um, to look it up by just look, spawning um, Learn Māori uh, by correspondence instead of trying to figure out how to, how to write uh, Te Wanga or Aotearoa because uh, you might not know how to do that uh, so if you just go Aotearoa oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can chuck it up on Radio 1 yeah yeah just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so too. check out Radio 1 Whānau they'll put up um, a link or something for you to follow and I'll put it on the breakfast page as well um, quick smart quick smart um yeah, well, it's great that this is being done, and I mean, I, I guess we've had to wait for a long time for it to get this advanced and this easy, I guess, mm. which is a, which is a damn shame. But that means that there are some great people out there that are really pushing it hard, eh? Yeah, I mean, the the movement of uh, the Māori Renaissance really kicked off in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, but back in the day it wasn't that it was funded it was pretty much just you know your aunties and uncles at the back of a garage uh, trying to teach their kids or trying to teach uh, the community kids if they wanted to come and learn and support te reo Māori and mātauranga Māori Māori knowledge Mm. so it was really out of a place of uh, if we don't do this 
gonna it's just gonna fade away um fortunately well i mean you know we're te reo maori isn't in the strongest position uh we still need a massive push to kind of help it out um but thankfully there is funding and there are opportunities for everyone to learn mm, mm, mm. and uh, we'll, we'll see what Winnie says and uh, things could be who, who knows where things could be on Friday or well, supposed to be yesterday but who I mean tomorrow but who knows now um, but the, so I mean I, yeah the Māori Renaissance I guess that was a lot of that was born out of Mas, uh, Marston Point and the protests there in the 70s um, to reclaim that land that was the beginning of a lot of things wasn't it yeah the, well with um the land march in mm. 75 and uh, the following Bastion Point and um, I said Marston again, didn't I, I meant Bastion so. yeah I thought you there <laughs> all goes by I got so you Marston Point that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the oil refinery you'd know that um, but you know uh, kind of uh, real conscientization and an understanding that um, te reo Māori and Māori culture wasn't in the safest place mm. at that time um, it's crazy the policies that were pursued by the government in terms of, um, I guess, actively not supporting Te Reo Māori to the extent that at the start of um, the 1900s, about 90% of kids could speak Te Reo Māori, or Māori kids. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then about 70 years later, I think in the early 70s, 5%. Oh, you weren't allowed to. You get hit. You get yeah. strapped at school. But how how amazingly successful that policy was, eh? Yeah. To try and eradicate a language like... It was, um, in terms of the policy, it was successful, unfortunately, um, mm. because it completely wiped our language from a whole generation, and even two generations with the parents not wanting to speak Te Reo Māori to their children out of fear that they would um, fail in the, the, you know, the European world. And in the Pākehā world, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You know, you want to equip your best with your kids with the best way to to cope with what's out there in the world, in, in the well, perceived world, real world, and the world that had been made by. Pākehā and you know at that stage less than 100 years uh, I mean shit I mean I couldn't imagine being being those people that's it's just horrifying and, and you know and shameful for, for me well it, it, it shouldn't I don't think it ever should be shameful or you know a feeling of guilt or anything like, I think that's a waste of time and a waste of your energy mm. but mm. it's really acknowledging what happened I think the biggest thing is acknowledging you know yeah actually look and and um being open to the idea of looking at history and the reality of history and then kind of acknowledging this and saying okay so what actually needs to be done so we can get back to fix the problems that have been caused by mm. by by history you know so you know the eradication of Tadel we need to try and turn that back a few steps you know because yeah, if, if you teach um, the majority of the population that kind of stuff now then they begin like you said they begin to understand what actually happened instead of the perceived stories that they they know about what happened in the past and then they'll start to understand and realize why the culture is so important to us because i mean for years you know all back have been doing haka you've had people uh, welcome, famous people and, and celebrities and, and politicians welcome to the country with poverty and we're real happy to do that and roll out that carpet then but at the same time we're pushing we were pushing the culture down so mm. we're using the parts that we think it look good for the nation mm. while at the same time uh, pushing away the actual people and and their culture it's it's uh, yeah it's bizarre yeah it's a selective celebration eh? yeah yeah exactly exactly it's so um yeah I, I mean I've, I've thought about it a few times over the years how you know 
how we kind of Pakiha just took the bits it wanted and then threw away the rest. Oh, everyone likes doing the haka, eh? Yeah, you go overseas. Oh, you want to show us a bit of your culture? We've had a haka. Oh, hey, it's London. It's Waitangi Day. <laughs> let's do a haka and drink a lot of booze. You know, and let, let's, let's not even think about why it's the day that it is. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, everybody loves doing it. Every time we win a gold medal or a silver medal or a participation medal or, <laughs> you know, every time, you know, I pick up a piece of metal, uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think, and and you know, there's nothing wrong with learning about other parts of um, history, such as uh, the American Black Civil Rights Movement, or mm. say um, different movements in Europe, uh, such as you know, even in English history, Tudor Stuart England. I learned a lot about that in history, um, and I think it's good to have a, a worldly perspective, but also, oh, of course, you know. What, what, I kind of see what's the point of having a worldly perspective if you don't even understand what's happening on the ground, you know? Like, yeah. there needs to be kind of a, um, a synthesis of, of knowledge instead of just like kind of having a, a displaced historic understanding. Yeah, and learning about the oppression of our own people um, can give you new insights and um, you, uh, when it comes to learning about oppression of other people around the world, other mm. indigenous people as well. Mm. You know, and um, you look at the World Indigenous Council and um, the meetings they have and how they all support each other. It's amazing. Like you see um, Māori activists working with, um, you know, First Nations activists mm. in, uh, in North America. Um, the same goes for Aboriginal peoples in uh, Australia and um, right around the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, First Nations are in Canada, but yeah, we're oh, closely with. Oh, I said North America. Yeah, North North America. <laughs> How many Norths are we? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there was even a cohort of um of Maori who went over to support Standing Rock. Yes, yes, um, of course. And there was kind of a a North American slash North North Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, as, as you said, yeah, there's common motifs for Maori and other Indigenous people around the world, and so understanding our own kind of country and our own history. Um, that will very quickly give uh, an appreciation and understanding for other parts of the world. Mm. Like, you know, and it's not even to say, like, oh, you know, um, Māori got smashed and, you know, all Pākehā were bad. You know, there's a lot of um, Scottish and Irish uh, yeah. who did, I mean, it's not all Scottish and Irish, but some did support um, Māori and their movement and, um, yeah, their movement of sovereignty and independence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can understand, I guess, from a historical point of perspective, from them, yeah. um, the Scottish and particularly the Irish, uh, getting harassed uh, by the English, um, and so you could see that kind of commonality of, mm. of historical roots. Yeah, and um, with, with the Irish, it was still happening in that day as well, not so much with with the Scots. Yeah, I mean that that is a very recent history. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and and by by giving that understanding, um, you know, I think people who don't acknowledge colonization and just say get over it that's that's pure ignorance but for us to be able to allow an exploration into the nuances of history um you know i think that's enriching mm-hmm. so you know like like the stories of uh, different iwi you know every iwi every hapu every whanau will have a different um you know a unique history and actually this is um this goes into the waitangi tribunal the probably the biggest thing that the Waitangi Tribunal has done, I think, positively, is the recording of history. Because when when making a claim, all that history gets recorded. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's now, because there's been so many um, claims, there's a wealth of knowledge and history that we've never seen before. You know, a lot of people, they might not even know what the Waitangi Tribunal is, or they might just associate with like, oh, Māori got some money. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. amount of history that is kept, um, you know, and it's accessible. You can, you can look it up on Waitangi Tribunal, and you can see all this rich history, and and it'll talk about the um, the history of the land, the region, the rivers, um, the relationship with the earth, uh, also the um, of different iwi interacting with each other, and of course, um, and the Europeans interacting, and how that was, you know, negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing mm. history. So, you know, I think a big push would hopefully be uh, a government who kind of looked at this wealth of knowledge and tried to see how they could make some resources out of it and put it into schools. I think that would be an awesome step forward. Yeah, that'd be incredible. And that's what we need to do. And I guess um, maybe that, that's something that they're, they're working on there. I have to, my friend is an administrator in the history department of the, tri- of the, uh, um, of the tribunal. Oh. I should ask her about that. Yeah, I you definitely hit her up. She's Pakeha, but she's Irish. Uh, but we'll <laughs> she's Irish. <laughs> awesome. Point one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, well, we were just saying, you know, solidarity. Um, yeah. uh, yes, so, Ash, yeah, Ash, so Ashley, if you're listening, uh, Ashley McKenzie White, uh, great human. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a great starting point, and, and and I guess there's a lot of references probably coming out from the from mm. from, from them in terms of. Um, uh, recording the history and sending it out to to organisations to learn about because the the, tr- the commission's pretty good at that I think from what I've heard. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, and this is the thing. As long as um, some movement is going towards trying to change the narrative, anything's positive. So even to the extent that, say, for instance, this year will be um, well commemorating in remembrance of the um, the wars. You know, mm. I think it's going to be celebrated on the 28th of October. So you know, this is it's it's a positive step forward. It's just um, it's trying 18, to make sure that there's movement. 18 days. Mm. Oh, what's the date? It's the 10th. Oh, true. Oh, well, there you go. 17 days. Mm. I didn't even I didn't even know that was happening. Oh, there you go, bro. Well, there's something for me to do. <laughs> Look into. Um, all right, we're gonna have to leave it there. Thank you for coming in. It's always a pleasure. Killed him, Mother. Yeah. Have you got a word? Just one, one, one to to leave us with. One word. Oh, you know, uh, I can. Sorry, this might be one, one or two minutes, but um, kete otewananga. Kete so, otewananga. Nga kete otewananga. That were the baskets. Kete. Mhm. Mhm. Otewananga of the um, place of higher learning of the esoteric knowledge. There were three baskets that were um, that were. Uh, how do you say? Tāne, or Tafaki, depending on uh, who you go by, ascended to the highest heavens and mm-hmm. gained these baskets of knowledge, these kete o te wānanga, to come back and descend back to earth um, and use for, for the benefit of of all descendants. Um, so there was kete tuauri, kete tuatea, and kete aronui. And in terms of the context of the university, probably the most relevant is kete aronui. Aro is the focus, and nui is like big. Could mm-hmm. be like diverse or extensive, so kind of the wide, extensive um, gaze or focus. And it's the basket that's um, kind of related to peace, 
love, all that kind of benefits um, the earth and all its descendants like us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so in a university context, Kete Aronui is kind of considered like the basket of humanities. Actually got a, a bracelet here if you want to oh. take a look. Of, it says university, oh, um, humanities, the mm-hmm. Kete Aronui. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, a, that's one to add to your basket, eh? Te oh. Kete Aronui. Cool. Te Kete Aronui. Yeah. I think I got that pretty good. You're nice, bro. Yeah. Te Kete Aronui. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I love the word Aronui. It's, well, I love a lot of Molly words. <laughs> the way, this is the way it forms in the mouth. It's incredible. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Always a pleasure to see you again next Wednesday. It's 10 past 10. I'm 10 minutes over. Jeep is <laughs> Awesome. Here's Eyes No Eyes.